Welcome to the XY Advisor Podcast, where it's our goal to help you become the best financial advisor possible and drive the positive evolution of financial advice. Hey guys, Ben Nash from the XY Advisor crew and I'm super pumped to be introducing this brand new series we're about to kick off all around the three P's of plan produced profit. Now, the XY team spent a lot of time thinking about what makes a great financial advice offering, a great financial advice business. And what we distilled it down to was that there are three key elements that you need to get right to have any level of success in your financial planning business. The first is about planning and how to plan an epic service proposition that's engaging for the people that you wanna work with and compelling to drive real results within your business. The second is about producing and that's about being efficient in your business, streamlining things, maximizing benefits of technology to uh, run a a scalable and uh, profitable advice service. And then the third is profit, which is all about getting your message out to a bigger market. How do you attract more people into this awesome offer that you're running efficiently and scalably? So I'm taking over over the next 15 episodes. We're going to have 15 advisors, going to be 100% advisors. I've had a bunch of fun with the recordings that I've done so far, the interviews, and, uh, and I've got a few more great ones to come. So I hope you enjoy this series. This episode is proudly sponsored by FE Analytics. Now, a number of XY advisors have already discovered this one-stop easy to use tool that helps with investment research, analysis, portfolio construction, ongoing monitoring, and client reporting. Find out how FE Analytics can help you improve your business process, manage your existing client base, and win new business by contacting Bruce Jenner via bruce.jenner, J-E-N-N-E-R, at financialexpress.net or visit financialexpress.net for more information. Well, uh, mate, thank you for being here. Uh, this is the third part of a three-part series around um, the three P's of a successful financial planning business, which is all around um, plan, so creating a compelling service offer, produce, which is running your business efficiently, and profit, which is what we're talking about today, which is all about getting your message out to the masses. And over the last couple of weeks, we've had some uh, uh, sort of less traditional uh, people in this space talking about PR things and uh, podcasts and that sort of stuff. But I uh, really wanted to get you in to talk about doing partnerships with with the more traditional sort of partners in financial advice, uh, uh, accounting partners in your case, which I know you sort of uh, really closely aligned with. Um, to to get yeah, I, I suppose to uh, to see someone that's that's doing it well. So, um, mate, thanks for being here. Sure, thank you. Thanks for having us. Uh, firstly, though, just a, 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 some metrics around uh, your business. So, Kelly Partners. Tell us about the business. So Kelly Partners is traditionally a uh, an accounting firm set up by Brett Kelly, and he started it about 12, 13 years ago now. His um, he realised that there was a huge gap between accountants doing the compliance work and actually business services stuff. So their their bread and butter is not just doing tax returns and, and stuff. It's actually providing value to their to their clients yep. on a, on a whole new level that um you know like a lot of us like to do in, in the financial advice space that and advisors that have been on this in the past so there's a lot of um synergies there when we went across and looked at how we can work with them and, and what we can do from a wealth perspective yeah how many accountants uh there's 40 partners across 
13 offices. Wow, so massive. And yep. then on the advice side, so the advice business is created with an idea to partner with their accountants primarily? Primarily, yeah. yes. And so how many people on the advice side of the business? Uh, there's two of us and then we've got three three staff and an offshore team that help us out on the um, on the deliveries side of thing. Right. Um, so Kelly Bond as well being a listed accounting company. Yep. Pretty unique model there, but working quite well and it allows the um, allows the accountants to be partnered as like an owner driver model where they can partner with an essentially in a services business that has the format down pat and then they plug and play. On the accounting side. On the accounting side yep. where they want to be. And we, we've come in as a subsidiary to that business uh-huh. to do a very similar sort of thing and provide services to those those accountants. Right. And uh, and so you've been at Kelly Partners for a year? Almost two years. Two years. Yeah. Shit, that time goes fast. Has probably 20 months now. Yeah. And how long before that? Because the, the other advisor that was there that was like the first one in yep. the business. So they started how long before you joined? About 12 months before I did. Right. Yep. Okay. Nice. And... Uh, what sort of advice are you providing? We're, we're providing, so from an interesting point of view with, with our accountants is that they do more than the average accountant does. So in the traditional sense, where from the background I came in, my advice was you're, you're, you're that general practitioner, you come in yeah, and you're, you're telling the clients where they need to be, getting their estate plan sorted and everything like that. Yep. The accountants we're partnering with actually do that as well. Right. So, they're, they're getting what is essentially called the flight plan in order mm-hmm. to, and giving all that service that so we're really there to plug the gaps that they haven't done right but then also out going out to our clients to do the full holistic advice but really mainly insurance investment and some planning strategic planning stuff sure so it's more that like it's almost like the uh the flip side of, of a lot of uh, advice businesses where it's the advisor that's trying to control like manage the estate planning and um, doing the project management with all the other bits and pieces they're more so the accountants are doing that and then you've got you're doing this specific the yeah the investment piece the technical stuff the um insurance side of things yeah cool so uh what's the what's your ideal client we've spent a lot of time in the last little bit trying to trying to get this right the nature of the business being we've been very busy yeah. trying to uh, get across the client get across what what type of clients there but we're finding that it is a uh, it, it, I shouldn't say older but it's a it's a more mature client than um than typically probably what you deal with or a lot of yeah what's out there but it's not to say that um the nature of what it is is that our um our clients are business owners and that's okay. that's Kelly partner's sweet spot from an accounting sense yep so we're finding those type of clients are, are attracted to what they offer as a service offering so that, that that's who it is and it's more established businesses looking to grow uh-huh. looking to better their profit margins and all of that yep and partnering with a good accountant that can do that sort of thing um and by nature that's where our clients are so okay and do and do, with the accountant given that you're doing the more um i suppose filling that gap between the holistic piece that the the accountant's delivering do you work with clients is it more more transactional or do you do you have clients that are on like ongoing retainers or no, we, we only work on a fee-for-service ongoing basis but what we've realized is that it actually allows us to do the parts we do really well uh-huh. um there there is not, not not to say it's a distraction to do the other stuff but often you know clients the reason they come to you is is, to, is for a purpose and we can do that purpose plug that gap 
and we know some we've partnered with someone or set the structure up right or have an accounting or, or an estate planner or, or mm. someone in there that's offering a service level similar to what you would want to offer your clients yeah, yourself definitely which which makes the job easier mm. and it means we can do our services really well so yeah fee for service but doing exactly what they that the part we need to do okay makes sense i suppose that you uh really like the clients that they sort of need that stuff done and yeah, it's it. There's no point in having two captains in the ship, right? Like if you exactly. if you've got someone that's doing it, it is something that takes a, a lot of time as well. I find I know that in our business, um, you know, when you start going into the you know working with external providers and um, you know lawyers, uh, you can streamline things a bit, but it's it is sort of out of your hand. So, um, yeah, but I and I also think like you bang on about the that it's got to be aligned in t- terms of the service levels, otherwise those relationships just don't work yeah. even if the clients are aligned as de- well de- definitely and from from our perspective it's um we really we really do focus on 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 a high service level that's what the kelly partners model has been built on so we're trying to now understand how the wealth management piece which hasn't been traditionally offered there fits into it and aligns with that so when you partner with these accountants and get the structuring right to like you say sort of one captain and, and you're working together it, it's it's a good fit from that perspective yeah for sure, and so the idea with with the wealth management arm of the business was to to really uh, you know fill the need for the for the partners in the accounting side and, and to work with them over uh, yeah closely closely to make sure that the clients are getting looked after. Also, I'm, I'm assuming sort of keeping them in the in the family uh, as as well because the, the more likely you know someone goes starts going talking to a whole bunch of other people, then you can see that could get conflicting advice, could end up with people leaving. So I think a smart move uh, fr- from their perspective. But tell us about, so the last sort of couple of years, that journey in um, specifically around how you've been partnering with, with the accountants and how that sort of evolved over that time period. Yeah, and for me, the, that journey actually started a little bit before I joined Kelly Partners. Um, the, the business I was involved in before, I know you know them quite well, Paul and Dean were um, at Absolute Wealth and they were they partnered really well with accountants and they had a good background knowledge on how to do some of the stuff that accountants do from a structuring and getting that piece right. So I learned that early on that partnering and working with accountants was a really good way to grow your business and also understand and demonstrate knowledge on a whole different level, not just insurance and investments at the end of the day. Yeah. So going back to there, that was my, that was my grounding in, in financial advice, working with them and learning that. Dean, you, Dean did ask me to uh, if you could share the story about how you got your biggest client. <laughs> wow, too soon. Um, too soon. No, actually, I did, I did go to lunch with them the other day. Did you? Yeah, I did. Who's right. out? <laughs> I think I paid maybe uh, uh, at the end, but um, so I think it's on them next. But <laughs> it did take a good hour before the uh, before the joke and the elephant in the room was addressed. But it, it was all in, it was all very much in good in good faith. Of course. Yeah, um, you know, and then it comes down to um, you know offering a good service, and that's and and I learned I learned a lot from them, and I was able yeah. to take that across with me, and that's it, and the relationship <laughs> with it, eh? Uh-huh. Uh, um, no, so you've completely thrown me now, but th- that journey, and I was approached to come and uh, and help. So th- that background is exactly where my business partner Trent is. Um, he, he came from the investment background working for investment banks doing structured investments and all of that and Uh he his knowledge and and expertise and that is is what he brings to the table now in our partnership and 
the the structuring and financial advice piece is how we work together on our clients so you know they're, they're looking for that like i said our clients are typically older more mature clients and they, they are sometimes looking for that gray hair um advisor yeah and there's just no way about just don't that. have enough gray hairs yet no nah, there's there's one coming I, I don't cut it out for that reason but um <laughs> it's it we, we we really allowed that to um we work well together doing that so going back to how we set the whole business up was went across and said look there's an opportunity yet to grow to grow a business and partner with accountants and and offer in that advice that ties in with what they do uh and we started must have been just over two years ago and i started that conversation and i joined there at the start of 2018 uh-huh. um, and realized very quickly that going across i went in thinking well, i was going to do what i've been doing being that 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 gp the captain of the ship directing and trying to get all that stuff done but realized they had a really compelling service offering and that one we could build a really good advice business off of yeah to to partner with and not try and be the key key player in the relationship was a bit different to what to what we've been used to yeah coming out of it, we, we you know a lot of a lot of um clients had an accountant that just did the tax at the end of the day and didn't mm. didn't really do some forward planning thinking um so yeah, the big key for me was was how do you partner with your partner it's not just someone that's going to refer your business at the end of the day yeah it, it's where do they sit and how do you structure that relationship is actually just as important as whether you're giving each other business yeah and so like obviously you guys are aligned in that you're you're associated with the accounting business so that there's a there is a, a pretty firm sort of linkage there but i think that the you know like you say that the building the relationships and partnerships with these uh with the accountants or any any provider is uh you know it's it's sort of consist it's still it's, it's not necessarily something that will just happen on its own so what are, you know i suppose what's the progression been in terms of like the learnings in the last couple of years is did it all just happen straight away or um or I know that from some of the chats we had before that there was a bit of sort of evolution in figuring it out how to make it easy to partner with these with the with the um, the accountants and and make that work. Yeah, well, the thing the biggest biggest learning I can look back now and go is learning how different people work with their clients and being able to match that mm-hmm. um, and find what finding what your ideal sort of service level is. And, and partnering with people that align with that because if you don't meet if you, you set up a structure or you you become aligned with someone that you work really closely with them and a lot of clients if you just work with one or two it's probably not going to come out as re- as prevalently as what it came out for us where we were working with three four at a time yeah um and meeting those same expectations because we're now not the key relationship holder which we've been in the past so the key yeah. everything gets fed back to that so, ha- so setting up a really similar understanding how that person works mm-hmm. and working, not changing t- just to do it, but actually having a very similar sort of structuring in place as to how you get back to clients, how you do that, meant that as soon as we got synergies and were able to align that, we were able to work so much better and quicker with the clients that we wanted to work with. Uh-huh. And the, the process was smoother and we were able... And every, the journey was a lot quicker for everyone and, and better. Uh huh. So, and do you do, do you work the same way with all of the accountants, or do you is it is it sort of horses for courses? Or? No, well, it's be, it it used to be. I thought that one way would work for everyone. Yeah. But um, what we're realizing is there's 
there's essentially we're we're based in 13 locations currently we've just gone into melbourne but that's that's a separate one but around new south wales from central coast to wollongong to Oran park and campbelltown like we've right. got a number of offices around and and your clients are different yeah the ones you know you're you're from a, from a servicing perspective they they expect different outcomes they expect different so we had to we almost had to tailor it per office and try to set our business and get our business working to be able to service the offices so our our, client, our first client is actually the other partners in the business yes um because we're there to help them service their clients needs yeah for sure not so it, it's a bit of a um you almost have to cut your own ego out of it to think you're not 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 not, not the most important person in the relationship but you you're not you have to take the back seat and and just plug a gap yeah not drive not drive the process which yeah when that's been the way you've taught and in the way you've liked to work with your clients mm. in the past, I can imagine it would be a whole, it's a whole different process. Yes. And that might not be the way because our structure of our business is quite unique. So it might not be the way for everyone, but I think if someone was trying to go partner more closely with an accountant, it's actually setting that expectation on who's doing what. Yep. Clearly. And, and for, so the client knows as well. Yes. Not because sometimes what you would have, if, if, if you didn't do that or we didn't do that at the start, was the client would be asking the accountant a question that should be asking over here and then it's mm. who's doing it or who's not doing it and and because they hold the key mm. it's always going to be interesting the, the most the person that holds the key to the relationship is always going to be the one getting the feedback not necessarily both of you yes so it's it's an, it's an interesting process um, yeah. that we've gone through and we're, we're now 18 months down the track of, of this yep and starting to figure out how we can scale that without losing as much time um, traveling and, and all of that yep which is which is it's a good problem to have, but the the travel costs our clients. Absolutely, because yeah. It's you, you you can only do so much driving three hours in a day, four hours in a day to, to service someone, and so we're trying to figure out how we close that that gap at the moment. Where and you know we, you've done a ton of stuff where you've done stuff online and all of that. Yeah. That's not the we tried that, but that's not the service expectation. Yes. that the client has yeah. so we have to now plug that gap another way mm. so we're getting right into that side of things from our business perspective it's interesting I think uh, yeah you know you, you often think when you're doing advice work you, you're ultimately you're working you're working for the client but I think if you want to go all in like you guys are in the in the partnership space that it's really the 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 accountant the partner is your is essentially your client yeah um, First, so an interesting learning, and it's really that it's it's you say that it's like your um, you put your ego to side, but it's really you just work. It's like you if you're working with a client, you like with an end with an end consumer that you're you're figuring out what how they want to be worked with, and then matching that, and it's exactly the same with the with the accountant as well. So now, so because there are there are forty partners, and you've been there for a couple of years. I imagine you sort of hit most of them, but how do you approach building a a relationship with the with the partners that are in there over time is it something that you do because it obviously it takes time to to do these to 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 build that relationship but did you just sort of go meet everybody or did you tend to focus in on uh, you know fo- trying to f- try to focus in on it on one or a few businesses at a time then and then roll that out amongst others or how did you actually tackle that because it seems like if you got 40 sort of potential partners there uh, great, great position to be in. But how do you, how do you actually, uh, yeah, tackle that? A lot harder than than I thought. Um, <laughs> I went in a bit naively, thinking everyone is um, 
everyone's excited and and is your friend and, and and everyone's been great as a as getting you on board sort of thing but it's exactly right you're not just like every time you get a potential client through the door and you can see that the relationships are they going to be a great one they want help they want they want to partner with you want to do things and then other ones that might walk through the door and go yeah they don't like the fee or they don't like this and you can see mm. it's going to be up your battle from the start and you can't be all things to all people so the yeah. quicker you learn that the better but at the same time we're in this position where we think you know trent has been more suited to some partners than i am sure um and and we've sort of tried to play that off a little bit as well to go right at the end of the day we we can between us we can do what the client needs um but if if the if our client is ultimately the partner in the business and how do we work with them to grow their business grow their stuff then who's going to be best suited to do that and we've and that's how we've we've been doing it yeah. Um, because you, you're never going to be, you know, put yourself in a room with 40 people. You're never going to be everyone's favorite all the time. Mm. Different personalities and different ways of working. Yeah. And then mix that all together. It's been very interesting learning. So how do we, we learned at the highway first couple of times where you know, we, we just, things weren't happening as quickly with certain partners. And then we went out and saw them, sat down and went, you know, well, what can we do? What can we do to help you grow the business? And one of the things is that, oh, you know, this is that this was our expectation of how the service would work and this is what you're doing and it's not it's not necessarily that the outcome was going to be any different it just didn't meet their expectations just like in a client relationship yes um so the biggest learning is that you've got to treat your business partners or you know in this in all you know referral partners or people that are going to help you grow your business and you're going to help them grow theirs as 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 business as clients at the end of the day because you can um you, you will learn very quickly that the more you work together, the more you you, you like each other, yeah, and, and can relate to each other and, and deliver on a client's expectations the same, the more business you'll do together, and the, and the quicker you, that relationship will will flourish and grow. Sure. And do you now like when you when you're tackling things? I suppose are there still are you still in the process of building relationships? Is that something that you would do as as part of that, or if they're bringing on new people, is it about having that conversation around? what the expectations are. I'm just wondering like, you know, what do you think for someone that's out there that's looking to, you know, partner, they get, they meet a, a good accountant or a broker or whatever. What do you, you know, what do you take out of the, the learnings from the last couple of years in terms of the best way to, I suppose, get clear on or like set things up for success essentially? Well, we sat down in our business and went, well, what can we do? How is it, how can we smooth, how can we make the process better? And it comes down to having a good process and going at the end of the day, if you meet a new accountant out there and this is, we're, we're still doing stuff externally as well. A uh-huh. bit harder because people know that at the end of the day, we're attached to an accounting business, <laughs> but it's, we're still trying that and we're, they might be referring to someone else at the moment. They might be partnering with someone else, but it could be a really good person or it could be a not so good person that, they, yeah. that they're working with. And you just got to ask them just like you would ask a client that walked to the door that had a current advisor. And what are you not getting? Why are you sitting? Why are you sitting at the table? Yeah. Having this discussion. What what's not what service or what needs are not being met? Yes. And how how can you sort of improve that process? Because then the day you both have a common goal, and that's the client's best interests and needs, and that's that yeah. that's that is the part that really works well for us on on both mm-hmm. sides. We have the accounting and us that are working on, on similar clients with similar interests at heart. And yep. it makes it a, makes the whole process very smooth. 
Yeah, nice. And so how do you actually work with the accountants? Is it because I know that there's a so Kelly Partners have a they're they're part owner in the in the wealth part of the business, but in terms of with the actual partners, how does that work? Do you pay a, a like a, a, a is it like a fee split thing or um, how does the financial sort of side of the, the partnerships work? So we're, we're a completely separate balance sheet, completely separate business. Yep. Um, so they refer to us because they will we can service the clients the same as them. Right. So we not all so from from a structuring point of view kelly partners listed company some of those partners may have shares mm-hmm. well, and probably do have shares in in the listed company so they could probably see the the value in growing that business and and growing the listed company uh-huh um but no no other arrangement besides the fact that we are purely working together with a mutual thing so that they refer okay. to our business just as though if we came across someone that needed a good accountant yep. we would then we would send that person across to them because or, or where it was suited based on location probably yeah and also to do that so okay that makes sense that's exactly exactly how we do it uh at pivot as well that it's just we we'd keep the financials out of it and just make sure we refer We've got a couple of really good mortgage brokers that we know that they're going to look after the clients um accountants are actually much more difficult to find uh, although most of our clients are not business owners well we're getting more and more but most, predominantly they're, they're individuals which most accountants don't don't particularly want to work with or not profitable for the accountants which sort of makes sense but uh yeah that 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 you know we're happy to refer that stuff out because we know that they're going to get looked after the way that we want them to to get the right advice and also that it makes your job easier as well that you're you know you're not having to um, fix problems when they, people get shit service or yep. shit advice, and then they, um, they, they, you know, they, they sort of blow, they blow things up. Um, yeah. So, and that's we we figured that was really important from our clients' perspective is to see that they were the reason they were getting referred to the wealth business was because we were going to give them a similar service expectation as to what they were were getting from the accountant because they they hold the partnership, they hold the client's relationship. First and foremost. Yeah. So we start to work in there, and if we don't meet those expectations, we're not. It's really important for us. So, because if we don't meet it, and the client, and that breaks the accountant's relationship down with their client, we don't have a business. We don't have a business model. Yes. Um, yeah, and, and it also makes sense that you know the people like the the accountants by using you, they know that they're sort of protecting their relationship because you're not going to take that person and then go and refer them to a different accountant. You're going to be supporting. And if you're partnered together, then you guys can together work, you know, with the client, but supporting each other, supporting the client um, would make for more longevity of those relationships as well. I'd I'd imagine too. Um, So cool, man. So uh, thinking about like the, the last couple of years and the, and the journey that you've been on, what, when you, and, and specifically around the the working with these partners, what do you, is there anything that you thought you were really certain was going to work well and then it, and then it was a flop? Yeah. Go, go. Well, not, not so much a flop, but thinking that it was just going to be smooth sailing and working things would work the way they worked in the past. Um, and so going from working for someone else and, and or a you know, small cell phone business to a relatively small, when I say, say yeah. that, it's a, um, or to working for yourself. Mm-hmm. 
so many things that you, that you take for granted on a day-to-day basis that just happened. Yes, like um, email signatures. Like, like, like email signatures, man. <laughs> one, ones that change five times. Um, Isn't it true that you, um, you've had 14 different job titles since you started in the last I, two years? I've had five. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all come down to getting the right it's to the get paradox it. of choice isn't it Shane? Yeah, well <laughs> unfortunately that that part of it is is less is is less chosen as as a part of the the actual day-to-day delivery of stuff <laughs> there is certain stuff that is that is driven by corporate and i dare say that part will be edited out then right okay hopefully we actually don't edit um <laughs> oh, we can if you want no no the um but but it, it and, and that's the part we, we were we were trying to it's actually th- that joke is is more serious because we went in trying to think this we, we would just do business one way and it's the way we saw it but the way we saw it wasn't what the the expectation on each of the partners was or each of the processes yeah. was so we had to then um reinvent reinvent it a million times to get it right as to yeah. what the offering was because we couldn't we, we wanted to go in and be a, a holistic holistic full service offering mm. But when you have clients that are getting that and they feel like they're getting charged for the same thing twice, yes, then what are you actually doing? So we, 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 had to, we had to try and get it right so the client knew who we were and what we were getting mm. um, or what we were giving them and what they were getting from us and what they were getting from their accounting partner. Yeah. So we, we've had to get that right over time. So we went in with it trying to be a full service business in terms of the, the, the service model you're talking service about. Service yeah, model, yeah. yeah. Um, and that was a complete flop because we couldn't get that right to internal to current clients because right. they were already getting that. Yes. And and we needed to understand more of the, the process that was currently there. Yes. To get right. So once and then once we got it right as to what we needed to do and how we assisted the partners in what yeah. they were doing, uh huh. Um, it made sense. Right, and then and and that it ran so much more smoothly from that mm-hmm. point of view than it did from just trying to be. This is what it is. Right, take it or leave it. Okay, so you actually tweak the the service model based on the expectations of you know what the what was needed to work well with the with the clients of the yeah. of the accounts as well. Cool. And so, uh, how did you go about that, and and where did it land? Was it more just in ter- in terms of the communications with with clients? Because I suppose it does make sense that the you know, you go in with a standard like I'm gonna I'm gonna be your go to for advice. It wouldn't make sense. Like I could see where you get pushed back for people going, well, what? I'm paying him already for that and this for that. Yeah. But but the interesting part, the whole interesting thing that we did that came out of this was we actually, if we to enable to service the client, one of the things I think used to happen is that you wanted to be full service. Two reasons because. Yeah, you could justify the fees and, and the processor that you were taking the client on. But if they came in with, with all, most of that already done, and they, but the, the, the accountant can't give advice on investments or insurance or... or technical strategy yeah, stuff, yeah. technical strategy stuff. Um, then I could, we could still have the same service offering, just do less and deliver better on that stuff. Sure. Um, because, you know, no one comes to a financial advisor to expect to have their estate plan reviewed or all of that stuff. Some people may, but but generally, I always I always used to find it mm. was quite. They were quite shocked as to the amount of stuff we actually covered off. Yes. Whereas these, in our process, it's being done. So it's we're coming with a really a client that's got a really good solid foundation, uh-huh. and just needs these gaps filled. Yeah. Nice. 
Okay. And so, and has that then evolved further? So it's, I suppose it sounds like you're positioned as just the, that it's the, you're, you're filling those, those gaps as opposed to in the big picture thing. And is that, does that flow through, I suppose, with communications with the partners and then, into, yeah. And, and the, the, the evolution from there is we now, we're now at a size or, or where we've grown to as a business to go, how do we take this to the next level now? How do mm. we help the accountants grow their business, grow ours and actually work together? And what we're hoping to try and do is actually be more or, or grow the business into a position where we can have the right people in the right areas servicing not only Kelly Bonner's clients, but also growing going out and, and growing the, the, the wealth business from that perspective. Uh-huh. But also by doing that, they, they will, we will bring in clients that aren't Kelly Bonner's clients. Yeah, and back into the accounting. Exactly. And we can, um, so, so now we're starting to think, now we have to have both. And how do we start to transition that into a business that we started there, ended up with just plugging gaps and now trying to also then off. So partnering with the right people and just getting the communication right yeah. um, on, on that side of things. Nice. And so then on the other side of that, uh, the previous question, is there anything that's worked really well that you weren't expecting? No, because I wasn't sure what, and the honest, I wasn't sure what to expect going into you know, running your own business, going from employee on, I finished up at my last job on a Friday and started a new job on the Monday. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just, so, so no, I, I don't think I had much time to think about what to expect or what was on the other side. Um, but the, the, the biggest and the best thing to come out of the business we're setting up is how to work well with the people you're partnered with. Mm. And very, you know, unique position on how we're partnering with accounting firms. But I think I've actually noticed, I think there's a lot of financial advisors out there that are setting up joint ventures or doing stuff with accountants because A, they realize that the accountants and good accountants will, ha- will hold the key to a client relationship for a little while. Mm. And you can you can become as important or set up the right business by partnering with that. And that comes back to that getting the service expectations right. If you're going yep. to do something like that, you, you have to work the same because if if you don't on whichever way, you, you underperform a little bit, you know, it's gonna it's not gonna be good for the accounting relationship and it's not gonna be good for them and they're gonna stop yep. pushing people into that business for you. Mm. The other way, other side of it, if you're I'm not gonna say over servicing, but if you're doing one thing and, and the the accountant or the other person that you're you're partnering with feels yeah. threatened in that relationship you could also have a you could also have a potential problem there. So getting get setting that service expectation up front, right? Yeah. And and someone that's going to progress along with you mm. would be key. Yeah. Not someone that potentially is um is thinking of of exiting or something like that because it's going to be hard to set up a compelling growth business offering. Yeah. With someone that's potentially exiting out of, out of the business mm. in, in a couple of years. Yeah, it's interesting. The uh, I've referred my when I get someone that's really complicated that's not fee sensitive i refer them to my accountant who's at who's at rsm but uh we've done a couple of joint meetings and uh they don't the, i remember the the first one it was i can't remember what it was specifically but uh, oh it was something about a self-managed super fund and then um and it was a it was a fair it was a it was a simple ish answer but it was one that i didn't know the answer to and the accountant didn't say anything and then after the meeting and then he said oh he goes, oh, that was that. He goes, but I didn't say anything because I wasn't sure if you wanted to 
you know, be in control of that that sort of thing. And it just seemed like such a weird thing. I was like, man, if you knew, you should have just said it. Like, I'm not there going, I'm an expert about accounting, but I think that it, maybe maybe it's more on the accounting side that they're very, well, that gave me the impression at least that they're very, uh, that a lot of accountants can be quite con- controlling in terms of they don't want you to step on anyone's toes, but to be to, to to say stuff that they should be if they're if they're the trusted advisor that you shouldn't be sort of um, giving answers that that would be answers that the the client would typically go to directly to the accountant for. I've found that as well in working with external accountants. The 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 thing with in in our business that we've been fortunate with, it's never like no one no one cares. There's no egos at the door, and we do a lot of That's joint good. meetings. Jo- yeah. Joint meetings for clients I've never met a client that feels that oh they're getting because both on the accounting side and, and our wealth side fixed fee and that's what it is so when they got two people in the room then I feel like they're just racking up fees or anything like that Yes, they actually feel like they're getting a good perspective on both and we've had this discussion with a number of the partners where it's just we talk about it before but mm. going in if there's something that comes up voice it and it, it gives you a an opportunity to talk about that live and not this so there's essentially just like i said no egos which is which is really important but also our unique situation is because each of the partners in our business sort of started and grew their own businesses no one's going to say that because they value their client they've worked and grown that client and they've had to go out and source that client themselves yes they haven't come to them from a um you know, some people do come across from a brand perspective but the end of the day where the, the nature of where we sit in in locations like I mentioned before Campbelltown Oran Park Penrith all of those places yeah they've actually literally had to prospect those businesses around there to know that they're there and what they offer sure and what sets them apart from the person next door so we um the clients I find are always more open for a very robust discussion and yeah. there's no no one cares who comes up with the idea it's just about the okay. outcome for us just RSM then I suppose <laughs> maybe maybe could be uh mate so like i think so your business is your pretty much all of your clients are really coming from the from the accounting side of the business is that right we're about 60 percent from the accounting side 40 percent from our own networks okay cool and so because i think like there's a lot of people that that are trying to like a lot of advisors that they get the idea oh yeah i'll, I'll you know build some relationships with the, with accountants but then they sort of do it a bit um, maybe half-assed is the wrong word, but but they they're not not consistent. They they're not in control of like the you know getting the the levels of business and consistency that they want. Where do you think like for, clearly you guys are doing it really well. Where do you think that people go wrong when they try to enter try to build these sorts of partnerships and relationships? Is not treating it like a client relationship. You wouldn't sit there and let your client and not hear from your client, not contact your client for twelve months. And expect that they just then pay your fee when you send them an invoice for example if that's how you work you you really have to actually sometimes just go out and catch up and and sit there with them and talk about what that what they've got on in their business what you're doing um and 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 make the meeting about them not about the the 12 clients they referred you or or the potential clients that that could be referred that sometimes should just be the back end of the meeting it should just be about what's going on for them nurture the relationship on an ongoing basis not um not just wait for them to send another client along or you just send one along to them um you've really got to grow that and 
end of the day, you do business with people you like with, you, you, you like and yep. you like to work with. So if you, if you catch up and you know who they are, what, what the family is doing, the kids are, you know, and, and actually take a genuine interest in that mm. and, and work closely with them on all of that stuff, then that will, that will grow that relationship more than anything. Yes. So we, we, we went in doing that and we know, like what we did was we, we have catch up regularly with, with our accounting partners. Sure. And it's not just about clients. Okay, and so you've got your because you've got a lot of a lot of you know client partners here, right? So how do you actually manage that? Is it do you do it ad hoc? Is it do you systemize things? Is it recurring? I'd love to say it's systemized and give you the, the, the fluffy <laughs> answer, but it's not. It's yeah. it's ad hoc, but yeah. it's it it it's on a um, I would say a fairly consistent basis, but it's it's plugging it in. Um, we we we'd love to have all systems and processes in place and we're getting to the part now where we need that yeah um it's just been it's it's been really hand to mouth for our business at the pro- at the moment understanding what what the needs are growing and, and learning how evolving. we're yeah, yeah evolving from what we've from what we thought to where we are and also how we go forward so yeah th- that's the next step is how do we systemize all that how do we actually have the right people partnering with the right partners if we're going to grow the business yeah and we can't grow it any further without having the right systems in, in, in place. Sure. So. And how, so how do you go about keep like keeping the, nurturing those relationships over time? Is it mainly just going out, just, just regular catch-ups? Is there other spending stuff? Time, spending time. Yeah. If, it's, if it is as simple as a regular coffee catch-up in the diary um, or, or spending a day in the office now, we have that, that luxury. But I, I think if, um, if you spoke to most accountants and said, look, you know, could, I spe- could we work together or if you, if you especially if you are doing a lot of stuff together it's probably not week one and a bunch yeah. of random people just going yeah sure pull up in my office yeah um, but if you if you do have a close relationship and you work on a lot of clients together sometimes just being in the office and, and giving something to them and saying look I'll put on a lunchtime event for your, for your staff and just run them through you know the, the Ben Nash slideshow that <laughs> I've buckets. got copies of yeah um <laughs> No, it's and, and doing stuff like that because then, then they see how you how you how you deal on a day to day basis with things and you you can really nail down that relationship and obviously again we're we're fortunate to be able to do that yes um, but I think people would be more open to it than, than if you don't ask you won't know that's it yeah for sure um, we've I have done that with one of the estate planners that we um, she said look I've got a couple of clients on me I'd like you to meet did it and I said look and, and vice versa and I just went and sat in her office for the day sat there with her she, she got to see a little bit and she was open to it and, and as such out of that and we sat in each one of those initial meetings together both ways and both clients came on for us and both clients came on for her that process of being able to work together and how you can do it better is so key to, grow, to, to having a, a good relationship with your referring partners and if it's an accounting or, or estate planners or anything. Yeah, love it. And uh, so if you say you could go back to the start, uh, to, you know, start of, start of last year when you, when you started in the business, what, is there anything you would, you would do differently? I would try and be more open-minded than I was at the no. start. Right, yes, go on. <laughs> What do you mean? No, not that's not like you to not be open-minded. Harsh, 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 harsh. <laughs> wow. Um, 
No, it's uh, to to realize that there's more than one way to to do things. And if you go, if you're too rigid when you want to set up a business, set up and you start any new process or any new relationship with someone, working down that, you you there's not, you, you'll never get it right because you, you know, it'd be all lovely to say, look, this is what this is the offering, take it or leave it. But yes. um, yeah, o- open mindedness and a bit of flexibility as to what needed to be created versus what we wanted to create, mm. and finding the median and going, okay, cool, that's 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 where we need to be and. And, and actually then having the courage to, to to change and go down that path sure because when you're going to, when you set up you set you open up your mind to do one thing and that's where you think you're going and you have to change it's it's an interesting process um yeah well it's definitely that's something that's coming across that it sounds like you you know you you've got the, there's a big opportunity there when when you you know fr- essentially from day one but it sounds like that the pivots that have happened is you know cr- really tweaking that offer and that's what's led to the um, the success so I suppose it's it's a, it's something that yeah that, that, that I th- it sounds like is is highly beneficial is to make sure that you're you you're yeah o- like open-minded but you're ready to be able to um, to change d- direction to work you know to create a, a solution that works for the client partner and the and ultimately definitely the, the and that doesn't mean you have to change the way your internal processes of what you do and and initially it was too hard to to make that connection. Yes. Um, you, you think changing how you're going to offer or what 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 role you have in the relationship means changing everything you do. It doesn't. You can still run your business and have the processes and service clients the way you want to. You just have to do it with another party in mind. So um, changing doesn't mean and and being flexible and open to the relationships you create with your partners or your your um, referral partners doesn't mean changing the way you have to do things on a day-to-day basis yeah for your business and the sooner you can make that connection when you when you're bringing in outside parties that aren't your business aren't in your control so to say yeah is, is key mad i love it so you, you've got your thing but it's really the positioning and how how the people are making perceiving perceiving what you do essentially yeah definitely love it shano mate some solid tips there uh I could uh, I could keep picking your brain all day, and maybe I will uh, uh, once we get off air. But a couple of quick ones before we wrap. What's been your biggest um, stuff up or oops moment? Learning to uh, oh, I'd have to say that um, client setting client expectations and keeping to those mm-hmm. when you set them one way and someone else sets them another and you ha- or in the in this case there is a there is a service expectation that all partners and kelly partners have and no, and it, it's more that you have to when you're working with a partner on there and how they work with clients or someone else whatever external partner it is you have to understand that to get it right and not your own because no matter what yours is it, it has to line up with that yeah, so sure. Cool. Not not doing that effectively quick enough. Right. Good. And uh, what's the uh, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Do exactly what you're going to say you're going to do. Right. And so, and, and just get back to a client. You know the amount of clients we take on. We say we're going to do that. You do it. You don't. The amount of clients that, that say or get a call and say. 
wow, you called us back, is is huge. And so there's, there is a huge lack of service mm. out in the market. So if, if you're going to say something, you just get back to clients and you show them what you can do, that's that's the biggest thing I've learned. Yeah. My business coach says that tr- trust is built when you consistently do what you say you're going to do and yep. lost immediately when you don't. Yep. Um, but I'd say that that's probably why your accounting partners are... Uh, standing out in the market because I've found that historically all accountants are really shit at doing that. Like they just don't follow through, like follow up, follow through, communicate. Like, you know, the, it's like you send a referral to an accountant and it's just go, it's like it goes into the void or you send a question and it's just like into this big black nothing. And then just at random times, at some point in the future, something will come You're, back out of the void. And and that's, that's a really interesting thing you say that because even... You know, I, I, I like to keep my inbox running at zero. I get back to emails within 24 hours, but that sometimes wasn't quick enough in terms of these. if these guys can't get back to you, they'll clear that they will call the same day. They will do everything. Yeah. And even if that's at seven o'clock, I realize that, and, and that's the expectation they set with their clients. Um, and you've got to, we've got to match that. So seven o'clock phone call returning at 8 a.m. the next day is, is, is okay, but that person might have called that night and said so so just matching on those expectations yeah. otherwise you, you you fall further down the line so and that, that's an extreme example that's not in every one but yeah it's definitely like you say and important yeah cool last question what's your spirit animal i have to say a dog dog yeah right you want me to elaborate on that yeah <laughs> oh, uh, I, I think it's um i think in this process and journey that we've gone on from employee to to business owner and 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 then having so many stakeholders in in a new business from day one was 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 being yeah being like a dog at the park right you just you want to go and play and see everything and (laughs) and um and chase every ball and and not let everything down and then but you sometimes you can't you have to uh you have to sit back and just take it in a little bit before you do it so but i was definitely and i'm still that puppy sort of training into uh to not chase not not just, geez, well, we've gone there already. Um, yeah, not chasing all the balls, I'd say. <laughs> very good. Well, <laughs> Mr. Hay, on that note, I'm just going to leave it there. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, mate. Thanks, mate.